There was no rules as to what it was going to look like. There's no registration. There's no online community because I want people to come and meet physically, shake each other's hand, look each other in the eye, have a chat or not. And it's been great. I thought, well, perhaps it's time Heart Heart Mentor in a charitable arm started helping these people. And I'm calling it rocking the downturn. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Beers with a Minor podcast. Today is another happy hour episode with Drewy, who is also my sister. She is the hard hat mentor and first came on the podcast in episode 8. My name is Mad Mumsy and I've been driving the huge dump trucks in Australian open cut mines for over 10 years now. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who said to me, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? You must be rich. How do I get a job doing that? My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now let's dig into the interview with Drewy, the hard hat mentor, and my sister. <laughs> dig, get it? Mining. Hi, oh, crack me up. So, welcome back to the Beers with a Miner podcast, Drewy, our very own hard hat mentor, and my very own Blister. Hi, hi, Blister. Hi, Mad <laughs> Mumsy. Hey, how are you going? Blister I'm, being sister, of course. <laughs> well, that's right, that's right. I'm really, really well, and yourself? I'm great, thank you. I'm kicking back on a tropical North Queensland evening, having a Forex Gold and talking to you, and we're going to catch up because, of course, this is your second time on the podcast. Your first episode was number eight, where we we met you and got introduced and Sadly, one hour of that conversation did not happen or did not get recorded. So we're going to go into a, a bit more of, of that in this episode about what you're up to and a lot's been happening in your world and I wanted to get you on and get you to share what's going on. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me back, Blister. Yeah, I guess it's probably fortuitous, perhaps, that that last hour didn't happen. It obviously wasn't meant to be recorded for some particular reason. Perhaps it's because since then I've started my Women in Boots post series on my LinkedIn and the Women in Boots is sort of part of Hard Hat Mentors, one arm, I've got two arms, and one arm is <laughs> <laughs> supporting... Funny about that. <laughs> yeah, supporting um, women in male-dominated environments. FIFO, of course, but not just FIFO, anybody who's in a male-dominated uh, environment because I've done that for a number of years as we spoke about and actually you initiated that whole thing. After that conversation, I thought, yeah, I guess I do know a little bit about that. And there was some interest mm-hmm. generated, so I started those posts. Um, and a lot of what we spoke about, my, my journey, how it's got to where I am now, I've slowly started documenting that and sharing that with people in the intro and then Women in Boots 1 and 2 and 3 is about to be released soon. And, yeah, there's a good feedback there. It's, it's, it's interesting, bearing my soul. Bearing your soul. So... You are bearing your soul of what it was like when you were way back then, when you first started in the mining industry. Is that that's what's happening, isn't it? Yeah, sure. I'm sort of just letting it all come out of my head however it likes, but it is coming pretty chronologically. So 
yes, it, it's going back to how it was. And um, in the intro, I explained to them it's good for the people who, the ladies who are doing it now to know what, what evolved and how we got there um, and sharing some stories on the way. Good, bad and, and indifferent. Good, bad and ugly, warts and all. <laughs> That's how we roll, hey, Blister? Mm. I'm enjoying it. It's cathartic in a way. I was going to ask you that. Are you finding any discoveries about yourself on that journey of writing? Because they say writing your life story or at least starting to write parts of it can be cathartic, as you say, big word for mad mumsy, but um, (laughs) therapeutic maybe. Yeah. uh, Are you realising how far you've come about your journey and where you are now? Yes. So much, you've got banging our right on the head and um, when I get to a certain stage, probably by number five, I'll start comparing and reflecting on that exact, um, where you know, what it means to me now, where I came from and, and how that made me who I am and makes us all who we are, I guess. But it's also made me realise there's so much that happened and there's so much that could have I could put into it that you can't put too much in. So the other big news is I'm, I'm starting to write my book as well so this is I guess a little practice for me um for my writing skills and and my story so yeah a lot's changed and for good reason um and some things remain the same I'm finding some of the comments that are coming through even from some of the young ones of course the technology's changed all the rules have changed but the fundamental um human side of things (laughs) funnily enough Mm. is universal and and remains um or about the crews and how one crew could be night shift, day shift, you can almost be at war sometimes, um, sadly, about how you stick together when it's required, things like that. So, yeah, it feels a little narcissistic. I'm not really comfortable <laughs> talking about myself so much, although it's all about me, it's all about me. But I don't really know how how to tell them what was happening to me without it being about me. So I'm just evolving as I go, and I'll try and bring in more um, more and more people into the story, I guess. And I promised them that number three is going to be uh, more about some of that really surprising, scary, unbelievable stuff that went on, which is true. Plane crashes and near-death experiences and things like that. So, <laughs> Sounds like a great read. Where can people read that at the moment? Because they are a basically like a blog post that's right at the moment. Yes, um, on my profile on LinkedIn, you just, I guess, look at my posts. Um, I've just begun Twitter, so I'm starting to put them on there as well. Um, but, yeah, the LinkedIn at the moment, I am working on the websites on construction, so they'll be transferred over there in time. But at the moment, LinkedIn's the best place. And I will have a link to your LinkedIn profile. Did oh, you like that? That's, that was pretty cool. Show notes for this episode, which will be madmumsy.com forward slash beers25. Quarter of a century. Well, you know, quarter of a hundred anyway. 25 episodes. You were Your first episode was back in number eight. So you mentioned their mates in construction. Can you explain what's going on there? Mates in construction, of course, I'm, I'm a big fan of. They are people should have may or may not have heard of them, but... Um, they are trying to help prevent suicide in construction. They also make some mining is just kicking off as well, which is really, really good news. Um, it's not about, 
you know, we're assuming people are going to commit suicide, so we want to try and stop that. They're aware of that, and the statistics are unbelievable. However, it's more about trying to get people to speak up way before it gets to that point. Um, and I mustn't generalise and say, you blokes, but mostly it's about the guys, because <laughs> as I found out, I went to a session with um, the field the field guys in matching construction with a, with a company here and did the introduction course, and... It was truly amazing. The amount of hands that went up in the room about he's been touched by suicide and the statistics wow. um, that the facilitators gave us, it was, num- it was numbing. It was very, very numbing. And they said flat out, you know, they asked the room, well, what, what do we do different to the ladies? Why, why are our stats so bad? And they said, we talk all the time like that. Um, and we do. We tend to talk more often about our feelings and things. So mm. it was really good. They're doing really good work. And, um, yes, I've just been supporting them as much as I can. And they've been very um, helpful letting me come along to some of their sessions. Actually, next week, this week, I'm going to the next, because you go to the introduction and then you go to a connectors course. So I'll be doing that um, on Thursday, I believe, with the same construction group. So that'll be really interesting as well. They do such great work. That's awesome, isn't it? There's so many people out there that are working hard and passionate about helping all of us and, like, that's mates in construction. But, you know, that still relates to mining as well. Yes, well, mates in mining has just kicked off. The same company, the same organisation is now doing mates in mining. So there's mates in construction and mates in mining. So you should hear about it very soon. Oh, right. We'll be sure to... I'll write that down. Mates in Mining, add that into the show notes if you can let me know where the link links will be for that. Um, also, what I was thinking as you were talking about that is there's a lot of construction goes on on mine sites. Absolutely. So, I mean, yes. before a mine even starts, construction phase comes first. It certainly does. And then expansions later on, you know, before the... Well, the world turned on its axis a different way for, <laughs> lately. Um, most of my, I've been out of operations years ago when it's construction, and yet it was never domestic construction. It was still on mines for the last 10 years. So, And are you finding that the guys open up in these sort of situations? Yeah, they do. They, you know, it's not like, it's only, it was only an introduction, um, but uh, we filled out a lot of forms, and if, we, if they need further assistance, that's what the field officers do. They will contact them, and they, they did get quite a few numbers um, handed over, apparently, which is good. And it started with kids. I guess the first one's just about opening their minds and starting the conversation, and then those guys would talk about that later on between themselves and in small groups is usually how it goes, so I'm told. Um, the, the next session, because they'll be more comfortable, I'm guessing they may open up a little more, but... Again, it's it's not so much about everybody lay all their problems on the table today. It's just about how can we help each other? What signs do we look for? So they're really giving them some tools and some training to um, understand that if you see someone who whose behaviour has changed, don't be scared to ask them as as in like, are you okay? There's a lot more to it, but it's really yes, it's really good. And, and the feeling I got from the room is they they definitely know it's needed and they're glad that it's coming. And I believe that they will talk to each other a lot more even after one quick session I really think it'll be a topic that they'll talk about afterwards yeah yeah just um, with so many groups now bringing it up 
you know, to at, out on site in pre-start meetings, in in meetups like this, it's really just the the door is opening so much. And like you say, it's not about probably guts on the table, sitting, you know, the perception of sitting in a circle of chairs and everyone saying how everything's gone to crap for them no. because that's, I'm sure, not, not what it's about. Like you say, it's more getting them to start to notice when things aren't going right with someone that they are close to and and to, and to have a, a few thoughts and a few skills to think, oh, hang on a minute, now this might be what they were talking about. Yeah. Old mate's, old mate's not right. Oh, mm. hang on, what do I say? You know, but they'll have they'll have a bit of an idea, or they'll know where they can go to get a bit more help if they need it. Well, that's right. And when these they, the guys um, Shannon and Steve were, they were they were so great the way they they were tall, they had the room, and they they would you know when they put up a huge list of the pressures we're all under every day, whether you're in construction or not. You know, when it comes mm. to finances and relationships and family and, and they were listening on and on and on and on and I defy anyone to say they're not seeing pressure at some point somewhere and I guess perhaps at some people's points in their lives it all becomes a bit much and they need a bit of a helping hand as we all do. I've been there myself very recently so yeah it's, it's I guess it's just about trying to reach out, getting them to reach out. Reaching out you have been doing. I believe that you, well I don't believe because I know damn well what you've been doing. <laughs> um that you've been helping people. Another stress is losing the jobs at the moment in the downturn and over here anyway, because you're in WA for those that don't know, but this is obviously a national or worldwide, mm. what, the sort of things that we cover, mm. emotions and all of those sort of things and working away from home, you can be doing that in any, any industry. Yeah. But... At the moment, with the mining downturn, there's a lot of people who are hurting, and over here, it's labour hire has big uh, something to answer for because people can get a text message any minute, and you just don't have a job anymore, mm -hmm. and they don't have to tell you why. Mm -hmm. But I have ranted about that a few times, so I won't, I won't go into that now on your space. But I wanted to bring that in because I know that you're doing something that is different compared to what other people are doing to help those who are. In between jobs, we call it. <laughs> I like to call it. We're in between jobs. Yeah. Would you like to share what's what's going on there? Yeah. So I've, I have so many people calling me and myself for a while. There's a bit of a lull, you know, downturn, and there's some very talented people, very experienced, who just cannot seem to um, get a job again. Get their foot back in the door after being, you know, their, their contracts have run out or their projects wound down or mothballed or put on the back burner. Um, and it is worldwide and it's every industry. Um, well, in our world, resources, it's oil and gas and it's mining and it's exploration and it's all the services that support those are hurting too. All training companies, everybody you speak to, there's a lot of pain going around. It's one of those, it's one of those waves and yes, it, this too shall pass. However, in the meantime, I was approached by so many and also on social media, so many people doing it very hard and starting to lose, lose faith in themselves. Um, because and lose their own self-belief because they just keep getting knocked back, knocked back and they're in financial stress. So I thought, well, perhaps it's time Heart Heart Mentor in a charitable arm started helping these people. And so I've called, I'm calling it Rocking the Downturn. Because we're rock I the love downturn. that. <laughs> yeah. Rock the Downturn. Rock the downturn. <laughs> so, yes, 
And we're having our one, two, third. They'll probably tell me off when I see them on uh, Wednesday. We have our next meet-up. And we're meeting at the moment around the Mandra area because I live here and it's my, I've started it. So I have to drag my little butt all the way to Perth very often for things. So I thought we'll have one for the Southwest people. Um, and it's for FIFO people or BIBO, DIBO, you know, that's the same thing. And it's not for... Actually, I think you said to me, I put on the first notice about it. Families and friends are not well, but there was a there was explanations around that. Um, there's plenty of support for that. There's plenty of people looking out for FIFO families, and there's plenty of support for the families and the kids. And but the workers, um, perhaps they might need a space where they can get away from their loved ones for a moment. They can get away from the kids, <laughs> where they can come and speak to like-minded people who work FIFO, which means we get it. We get it. You can come and, God forbid, you might swear every now and again. You can come along and uh, there was no rules. There was no rules as to what it was going to look like. There was no registration. There's no online community because I want people to come and meet physically, shake each other's hand, look each other in the eye, have a chat or not. And it's been great. It's been really, really good. Um, the people who have come along, we just very casually said hello. Everybody bought things. Which is funny, I took eggs because we've got chooks now and I'm getting six eggs a day, so I would take eggs. We have a lemon tree that just is so prolific, it's out of control. So I take a bucket of lemons and someone else bought some outstanding cookies. Got together and a little, for about two seconds, it was about a little uncomfortable because none, none of us knew each other. And then it was, yeah. blah, 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 and we kept having to shh, shh, and we better move because we were laughing and then we were swearing and then we got serious and... It was amazing. People really just laid all their guts on the table, good, bad, and different. And um, it was really, really good. And everybody said they felt heaps better even after the first one. We gave each other challenges before we left. Um, homework, if you like, um, as to what we talked about we would like to achieve before we come back next time, what we're going to work on, on ourselves or whatever our goals are. And I'm not going to break their trust by saying what any of those are, but in a broad term, it was about, you know, I'll be doing the things we've got time now, apparently. Are you doing the things that we enjoy doing? What are they? And everybody sort of had a bit of a go at what they like to do. And then you said, well, are you doing that? No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and it sort of went from there, you can imagine. Um, and the great thing is, when we came back the next time, everybody said, yeah, it was really good. Went home, did this, did that. Um, worked on a few things. And also, of course, swapping networking and stories and possible job opportunities and making friends as well. And having a space where we're not answerable to anybody, there's no judgment. We're all feeling, um, you know, they're all feeling a little self-doubting. So it's really good. And we, <laughs> I will let out this because they said I could. Um, I am a bit of a happy dancer. I call it my happy dance. And so there's <laughs> no reason. Like I'll, when there's no music, I'll just stop and break out. It's not like a big disco dance or anything. It's just a little bit of a little jig. And I challenge them all at the very first meet. I say, before you go today, I want to see your happy dance. <laughs> And I tell you what, mate, I saw every single person's happy dance that very first day. And did the looks we got down at uh, the foreshore and Mandra there. Uh, uh, and one old mate got up and started nutbush sitting in it, you know, the Madison. Yeah. And um, a person you would have picked in a million years would have done this. Because he was, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to be doing that. And next minute, all of us got lined up doing nutbush sitting in the Madison to no music, just singing it on the foreshore. It was outstanding. Now, it doesn't mean that's how it's going to look every time, but... It was just good to see they, they were rocking the downturn. 
Ro- that is rocking the downturn, doing the nut bush mm-hmm. on the foreshore at Mandurah. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. It was hilarious. Did you remember how to do it? Oh, we yes. used to, we've rocked it out plenty of times, sister. Oh, how could you forget? How could you forget oh, the no. That is really good. It, they, feel, I, I, they certainly helped me. I lost it too. At last meeting, I lost it. I had a bit of a look out. Didn't see, didn't see that coming. <laughs> Don't know what that was about either. We weren't even talking about anything, but... Um, yeah, it's a safe place. It was good. Not to say it's all about that, but we just walked on the beach and, that, you know, it's good. Met some really good people. Yeah, so next one's on Wednesday and we're going down to the Dalton Keys Marina there and down to the sexy boats. That'll be very nice. Oh, what a, good, what a great thing to be doing. And at first when you said, and as you mentioned at the start there, you said, uh, sorry, but family are not welcome, are not <laughs> welcome and I brought that up in my episode with Kirsty who uh-huh. does a lot of work with families mm-hmm. uh, Kirsty O'Callaghan I'll leave a link to that episode in the show notes and um, I said oh my sister's doing this thing and family aren't welcome and she was a little bit taken aback at first I said but it's more and correct me if I'm wrong but to me it's almost like it's your your um when you're not working, you miss that crew yes, family, exactly, the crew exactly. bonding yep. side of it. Yep. You all know what's going on. Yep. You've you all worked it. together. Yep. Exactly, mate. And that's what it is. And the family don't get that because they haven't experienced it. And like I said in the explanation, we're, you know, it's not that we don't love them, but if they want to go with their family to another group, there's plenty of them and great, take them there. Just don't come to this one. Yeah. Just don't come to this Just one. That's right, because we are rocking the downturn. Yeah, now it doesn't mean that one day we probably will meet up and have something where they can come Saturday, you know. Um, but for now, yeah, so it's really good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And that's, I think, what what was uh, something that you noticed was missing for the people that are out of work. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, oh, you mentioned there... Uh, some networking so if you yep. hear of a job <laughs> you're right we'll have a drink have a drink I'm having a drink have a drink I'm having a Jamison whiskey by the way thanks for asking oh yeah it's tradition beers with a minor yeah oh you usually ask what, what are you drinking so I'm drinking Jamison Jamison whiskey with what with um Lemonade, a dash of soda, and a slice of lemon, and heaps of ice. Oh, that sounds good. Can you guess what I'm having? Uh, gold. <laughs> yep. Foreign gold can. Oh, it's a, a wild stab in the dark. <laughs> a wild stab in the dark. And tea will be ready soon. My daughter's out there. She's a little bit um, unhappy because I made her turn home and away down. <laughs> Because we're talking. But, uh, yeah, you know, the sacrifices you have to make when mum's on a podcast with her auntie, she can she can pack it. But I'll have a red wine when we have our dinner. Okay. Well, I've been, um, at the moment, I just um, I'll tell you off the subject for two seconds, I've just been making my own whiteboards out of paint. It's called dry erase paint. And I'm painting the inside of my massive pantry cupboards and they're now a whiteboard. How cool is that? <gasps> Really? What is the look out list, lady. I'm going to have lists everywhere, every cupboard that you open. <laughs> what is it? Dry what? Dry erase paint. Oh, dry erase paint. Yes, I went to a workshop and 
they said, no, go right on the wall. And they can't write on the wall. I said, yeah, right on the wall. And the wall, the whole wall, was a whiteboard. And it looked like oh paint. My. Yeah, rust-oleum, dry erase. Yep, writable, mm. erasable, finished. So there you go. So um, <laughs> anyway, I won't take up any more time, but I had too much, so I've just gone and done it all over the place in places that I wasn't going to use it. But, yeah, some things you do. You'll have to make sure that you've uh, that you have some white whiteboard markers everywhere, so you don't yes. write on them in the wrong text. I know. And you'd be in yes. Trouble. Yes, and I've got plenty of those. Plenty of those. So yes, sorry, to What we're talking no, about? No, that's how we roll. We digress. Well, I had a bit of a coughing fit. We had to stop and have a drink. Yeah. So, but no, rocking the downturn's good. That's right. I just wanted to finish on that subject by saying that um, there's obviously some mentoring going on, um, slash coaching as well. Um, I won't yeah. say it's secret squirrel coaching because one of my mentors said to me, you can't, you can't secretly coach them, Drury. They need to know they're being coached. I said, no, they don't. I said, yes, they do. So, um, yes, there's, there's been some really good mind shifts, um, some, some accountabilities. There's been some really good coaching, I believe, going on. They've helped, they've been coaching me too, calling me up every now and again. But, um, no, I'm, I'm very, very happy with the, already the leaps and bounds that they've come in and when they show up, even the language they use, and I'm not talking about French. Um, <laughs> but if, if I hear those ants coming in the automatic negative thoughts just in the way they're explaining things, I just have to look at them now and they know, and I say, okay, so they will say it in a different manner to me because they know that, <laughs> you know, and how's that working for you? So, yeah. They have to reframe. They do have to reframe, you know. Um, they don't have to, but um, they understand that it is important how they speak to themselves and how they speak about themselves is just as important as everything else. So, yeah, it's working for the treat. Now, I only have to do it once and they're good. That's right. And the universe listens to how you speak to yourself mm. and about yourself and says, oh, hang on a minute. No, we don't. You don't want to do that or, you know. So I won't get, I won't allow that to happen. No. But I won't go I won't go down a woo woo rabbit hole talking to the hard hat mentor. <laughs> so what else is going on? Oh well you know roll. that you're not <laughs> doing enough. You need drum roll for this one, you're sitting down, buddy. Okay. Well, you know I, anyway. Hang on, I'll I'll do a drum roll. Stop talking, hang on. I don't know if this will work. There, that's my drum roll. <laughs> that was just sad. All right, I'll do one. That's not a drum roll. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, anywho, it's not really a secret for that not everybody um, goes and knows what I'm up to on social media. However, the big news is I have got a contract overseas, and it's almost a month to the day that I'll be getting on a plane and going to Central America to deliver the eye care program with Gist Consulting and my friend's coach and mentor, Mr. Clive Lloyd. Mr. Clive Lloyd, who I know, I have met on site once. You have. You've actually been through the workshop, I do believe. I have been through the workshop, that's right. And we got talking, I'm like, he's Clive, that's that's my sister's mentor. Yeah, and he's at my mind site delivering a course and there was another lady doing it as well. And I said, no, I want to go with him. <laughs> and I met him Oh, before I actually did it. I met him the day before and I, I went up to him and I had to interrupt a little bit because I had to hurry up and get in the troopy to get out and go and get in my truck. You know, you 
time waits for no one sometimes, mm -hmm. except for me when I had to say, you're Clive? I said, I'm the only sister. And he looked at me a bit funny because he knows you as Drewy. Yes. And then he said, Drewy? I said, yes, I'm there. Hello, we need to talk. I was so excited. And then I just walked off and then I looked back and he said, oh, yeah, you're Drewy's sister, all right. <laughs> <laughs> We do speak the same a lot and look the same. Apparently, we don't think we do, but we do a little bit. Same mannerisms, I guess, and we'll, we'll find out when we hear this back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anyone can tell which one of us is talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they can. But so tell us about the program. I obviously know all about it, but you tell us your uh, how you describe it, what well, you'll be doing. Well, for me, it's about normally... And we're, I'm having more conference calls uh, with Clive very shortly in this coming week. But normally I would be delivering um, the workshop to the frontline leadership and he usually takes a big containers on board. Um, and I, I imagine that that's how it will be. But I do believe it's going to be um, – we'll need interpreters this time. So I, I'm going to rush out and buy a book on and try and learn how to speak Spanish in a month or at least <laughs> <laughs> at least a few, a few words. Um, and continue to do that. So, but the ITEP program, and again, you can put the link on there to to the website because it will take too Absolutely. long to explain. But in the show notes, um, I'll say Leanna Brett. So, yes, yeah, so I'm on this episode. Beers, episode Beers with Myra, 25. Is that correct? Yes, madmumsy.com forward slash Beers 25. The number two five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it right. Did I? Never mind. The show notes will you be there. Did, you did. And you can get the link onto it and you can go straight to um, Disc Consulting and, and you can find out all about the IK program. But in a nutshell, for me anyway, um, it's, it's, it's about authentic values-based leadership. Um, you know, from big kahunas to an individual level to a crew level, um, safety leadership. And it's, 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 it's all about trust and, and how care fits in. And, you know, it, there's <laughs> some people say... You know, well, care factor zero. So they they sort of have a bit of a laugh and say, well, uh, why? You know, perhaps you can help with that. And it's it's interesting. It, I'm not I'm really not going to give too much away. I'd like people to go and have a look. But and you've been through it yourself. But it really is about um, authentic values based leadership. You know, and and I'm not really going to say more about that. I'm going to keep it a mystery. But it's I've seen it work. I've seen it work very very well. Um, there's a lot of really great tools in there. There's a lot of really good discussion goes on. And people understand how they can step up their own selves, and then how they can also influence influence um, their workplace and its culture, and therefore its productivity, its bottom line, and also, of course, uh, its safety. Exactly. And I participated in the course one of. I uh, they have a few, but the one I participated in was at crew level. Mm -hmm. the boots on the ground mm -hmm. people and it was really good to see the crew opening up and having a chat and um, the things that were being said and still even nearly a year must be time goes so fast it's been a long time yes. since and people the the thoughts the seeds that are planted to get you to just think in a different way yes. in the workshop you still hear the crew say it even on the two-way sometimes brilliant, brilliant. and I think oh it's still there and I have messaged Clive a couple of times and said 
I heard him talking about it at the crew part, and he said that's awesome that it's still out there. It's really good. It's it's powerful stuff. It's simple yet powerful stuff, and it's psychological tools as well that you can use in the everyday life. Um, and psychology. I mean, Clive's a psychologist, so he knows his stuff. And, and when you aim it in the right manner, again, it's about people, um, and that's universal. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO or, or the cleaner. Um, you still you still have a mind and you still behave in a manner and it still functions and there's it's evidence based and fully researched. It's not it's not making it up, you know, it's it's a proven fact how how our mm. mind operates. I mean it's a lot more complex than that, but at least it's a you know, a small a bit of self awareness goes a hell of a long way. And when you mm. um put that in a practical sense in the workplace and how it can um, help in all sorts of manners. It's truly amazing. I've seen it, and that's why one of my catch cries for Hard Hat Mentor is only use your power for good. And that is because there's so much power in this stuff. <laughs> but be a white witch, don't be another one. Um, no, you know, <laughs> once you get that power of your, of your own, control your own self, and then you start influencing others, it's incredible the difference you can make in, in your own sphere of influence. As long as you make sure it's a positive, you know, positive influence there. Don't be using it for the wrong reason. Mm. No, that's right. And I saw when I went through the course that it it was fun and interactive and doing things that way, uh, I don't want to say makes, but it helps things sink in to all different sorts of people. And I I could so imagine you at the front doing it. Well, Clive's very Clive-ish. You know, Clive, he's very, he's a lovely man and he's professional and he's funny. And I find yeah. I never listen more intently than when I'm in a room with Clive because yeah. um, he, he commands attention because he speaks very calmly and yet he, you, can't, you're very, very, you can't take your eyes off him. He really listens. Mm. Um, and with me, I'm like a shopper. I'm like, you can imagine all around the room and... My tone is up and down, and because I carry like a pork chop, but at the same time, that's me being authentically me. That's how I deliver. That's right. And the other lady that was with Clive in the room next to us, because you know, if there's a hundred people on a crew, mm. it takes a while to put everyone through. So she um, she was like that. Yep. By the sound of it, I didn't I did I didn't meet her. We had I had. The pleasure of having dinner with Clive and Probably. Vanessa. That yes, Vanessa. That's right. Lovely. And we had we had dinner at the mess at the round table, I believe, which is mm-hmm. the romantic table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah, we had we had a great chat. But awesome feedback from people who had done the presentation with both of the different um, presenters. Yep. Oh, uh, coaches, what's the word? Starts with F. Facilitators. Facilitators. <laughs> there we go. Look, could you hear me thinking? Oh, facilitator, that was it. Um, but the biggest, the biggest thing that I got from it was that everyone was saying that's how all presentations should be. Yes. Not as you have written about extensively yes. on a desk by PowerPoint. Yes, I have. Yeah, and we have a lot of them. Yes. and. It was so refreshing and to have such a refreshing change of a presentation that meant so much to so many people on so many levels. You know, there was one guy who uh, told me he went straight over to Vanessa after and wanted her email address because he wanted all 
the soccer coaches in his club to take that course yep. because that could help all the kids that were coming through. Absolutely, absolutely. And I thought, wow. And they didn't know I knew anything. And I'd say at the crib hut, kind of a little bit of secret squirrel, I guess. But okay. I was just saying, oh, have you done the course? Oh, what did you think? Yes. And everything was fantastic. So to hear that you are jumping on a plane with Clive and going to present this over in Central America. Yes. It's very it excite, how excitement. Yes. But Drew's going to have to see. I'm going to have to dial up that. Well, see, I've done this. Because um, they won't it's, understand you. What are you going to do? Well, that's the thing. So I'm going to have to, and I'll speak to Clive about this, because I've been with interpreters only once before with Chinese, and I can't be Drewy because there's too many words. So, um, you know, mm. I would still be need and I'll have to perhaps keep it more plain and simple, straight to the point. Um, Body you language. remember, now, okay. just quickly, I've got to share this with you. I was, I was doing, presenting something and I told a joke and the interpreter said it and the whole room laughed. And then later on, because um, one of the guys in the room, he spoke those languages and he came up to me and I said, I said, oh, they got the joke then. She said, you know what the interpreter said? I said, no, what did the interpreter say? He said, he said, she told a joke, make sure you laugh now. <laughs> and I said, you're all kidding. And that's the point. How do you know? Oh, my God. And lost in translation, how do you know what they're saying? So, I mean, you've got to trust them quite obviously. But you do not want it there. There's a danger perhaps because the, the meaning of, the way we may say it literally in English, the meaning of that when translated it may not have the same impact, so no doubt Clive's onto it and he's already, you know, worked and turned it around to whatever needs to be done. Um, but luckily I'll have a couple of days before I have to start to deliver and watch him do his thing with the leadership So when we get there. So that'll be really, really good for me to see uh, that'll help. how he goes through it. Um, and it's very similar because Clive, he took us through with his safety leadership, his program when I was with Chevron, and he taught us how to deliver it. And it's, the same sort of stuff, and because the, the the concepts are the concepts, and it was brilliant. Um, and I said to him that day, that first workshop, the very first day, I I shook his hand, and in the very first break, so I'd been in the room about three hours. I'd known the man for three hours, and I walked up to him, and I said, "I'm going to work for you one day. I'm, I am going to work for you." And he probably thought he's just a little upstart, you know. And I reminded him of that yesterday. He said, yes, you did, and here you are. <laughs> and here you are. He said, you did stand oh, out. That was hilarious. And so you're going to be on a plane with him for quite a while? Yes, yes. yes. Um, mm. Don't have the details yet. Again, that should come this week. But, um, yeah, I imagine probably a long time. Um, well, the reason I bring that up is because you can have a chat to him about me well he knows me now obviously but about the beers with a minor podcast and talk him into coming on and talking to us about the eye care program and oh, sure what, it, what it was like going to central america with drewy oh, yes yes. <laughs> yes well you see and i want to have a chat with him about you know what we are and i'm not allowed to document and photo and things because i want to i want to document as much as i can as well but that's all permission mm. to require but i've got no doubt he would do that with you yeah no doubt at all, Mad Mumsy, Blister, three names out there. Um, We've got but, a few. And now. I won't have to be having trapped on a plane. He would he'll probably just say yes, no problem. Anyway, but all right, Bill, we'll do that. But it yeah, would be good to follow this journey because, you know, as you know, it's not just a 
cattle to a workshop, Kiki Flicky, Bobby. You know, we're going back and there's going to be follow-up coaching and all the rest of it. So she's not a one-time mm. thing. How excitement. So that's why I want to learn Spanish, Espanol. Yes. So well, if you have a quick look into Tim Ferriss. Yes. He wrote the book Four Hour Workweek and he's very, um, I'm trying to explain it properly, he's studied many different ways of how people learn mm-hmm. and he has lots of hacks like this guy on the telly with his body hacks and he's off trying to see if he can join in with the army and do yes. all those things. Yeah, I love those. Tim Ferriss does that. Can I learn how to play the violin good enough to be in an orchestra in a month? Yes, or, yes. I don't even know if he's done that. Yeah, but, things like <laughs> you know that. What I mean? Yeah, I've seen the show. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yes, yeah, so... I know he's done that for language, and if you can look into that, you probably would get some uh, good tips from that. Oh, for sure. Well, I I studied Indonesian at school. Um, I was an A student, and all I can remember now is how to count to 10, stuff to do it to get empathy, and I'm too good to laugh, and to be like, and how to say something that I won't say, because it's very bad, and I'm politically correct. However, an A student can count to 10, and then that's it, nothing. That's the lump something. Um, because if you don't use it, yeah. you lose it. Like your mind, like your muscles, like everything. However, um, I do know that I, I would like to, and I will look into what you suggested, but I would like to get something, of course, that I read, but I hear, and then I say it back and I hear. So to get the pronunciation mm. right, and you know, I don't, there's plenty of books out there, but that's no good for me. I need to hear it and be able to say it yeah. back, and then you hear yourself back, and there's all those options. So, yes, I'll be on to that. But that's right. And I'm sure that... He's looked into the best ways to do that as well to make it stick. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to follow your journey and find out how it all goes and what's next. And um, and with the Women in Boots series, mm-hmm. yeah. will be yeah. great. And they will be on your website as well once we get that going in our spare time. Yes, in spare time, and there'll be audio of all my posts when I get that sorted because my technology is not playing at the moment. And, of course, I have an, another challenge that's been thrown at me by the wonderful Andrew Barrett, who does a podcast, Safety on Tap, by Andrew Barrett, and it's brilliant. And I've told him all about you. Um, and he's oh, really? Of, yeah. And one of his challenges is about um, doing videos, like on videos as well. So, because I, I have a YouTube channel and I put zero on it because I just set it up and then, you know, that was that. So, as we do, as we do, you've got to claim your name in all the well, spaces. That's right. So yes, um, yeah, I think I've only got another week to have something on there. So oopsie. Um, but yeah, there's, there's lots of exciting things, and I've been doing some book reviews for people too. People have been sending me books, which is really nice. Um, not official book reviews, but just having a read and having a bit of a chat about them. So that they've been really good. I might talk to you more about those another time, but um, mm. I'm really enjoying that and. In the in the social and emotional well-being space is is a big space I'm in because of the um, women in boots and the trying to support remote workers. That's not going to go away because I've always had the marriage with just consulting and the eye care program, and that's always been a given that I will always go and keep, continue to do that because the eye care program supports that anyway. What you learn yeah. through that supports your social and emotional well-being, so it marries very very well. But my new direction is out of traditional safety into 
um, the eye care and the mentoring for FIFO workers and leaders on site. Um, the downturn's just a bit of a help while we're downturned. <laughs> we might just call it a party when things improve. Um, might just walk up and <laughs> don't call it anything else. Um, and then the other, you know, the women in boots, I've, I've actually got quite a few, I call them women in boots, and they don't have to be literally women in boots. Um, if we have a moment, I'll just tell you a quick little story. I've been putting some shares on social media and things and getting some comments back, and I found one, she's called Tough Mother, and she's doing wonderful things. Um, I must remind me to send you that link. Uh, she's, she's doing really, really well, and she's a mother, um, but she's pretty famous. And for me, she's a woman in boots, and then other women in boots are more, I'll find if I see someone who's done something, you know, for me, that's ballsy for a chick or is, in a, is really good for a woman. Um, for me, they're a woman mm. in boots. You don't have to be a woman in boots working in a mine or doing FIFO in my head to be a woman in boots, even though that's sort of oh. technically where I'm aiming at because I put one up about the tough mother and a lady came on and said, well, what classifies for a woman in boots? And I said, well, that's a good question. And I said, that's what I just said to you. Any woman who's just doing her thing really well, it doesn't really matter what she's doing or where, um, if she's kicking butt, then for me, she's a woman in boots because we rock, right? And she yeah. said, oh, she come back, she said, so Michelle Obama then? And I went back and said, well, as much as I don't like to um, comment on political things online, absolutely, she's a woman in boots. Yeah. Never on this one, you know. <laughs> oh, because yeah. it's an attitude and it's what you do and it's what you're trying to achieve and if you're helping people or if you just... Doing really well, you know. So yeah. I guess that, that'll expand later on. But when I looked up the brand, the women in boots, and um, every time you do anything with it, it's literally about women's boots, you know, <laughs> the high the yeah. fashion boots. So that's not a good name. Yeah. Anyway, I'm digressing. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. No, but, the, you know, it's okay to digress because you, you're sharing your passion and your passion is to help other people and those of us that are working in the industry and on the fringes of mining yes. and but just life in general you know yes. so much i nearly every episode i'd i'd go as far as to say every episode of the beers with the mining podcast it ends up just being bloody life lessons of it's course. not it's yes we Talk about dozers and cribbuts and you know yes, <laughs> downturns yes. and mining, yes. but it's still about how how do we all get on with each other? Yes. How do we live our life now and be happy and enjoy it? And how do we watch out? You know, watch out for each other and get through this shit that gets chucked at us. Well, that's right because it's life. Work is part of a holistic view of our life. You can't pretend work sits out there on its own. And if anything else is suffering, that's suffering in the same time. So, yeah, for sure, I see how that would happen. Um, speaking yeah. of which, there's also just, there's another little thing I've been playing with. Um, because there's been so much, and, and rightly so, hence we have the likes of Mates in Construction and Are You OK and Beyond Blue and all these people stepping up and helping, um, you know, remote workers with their, um, you know, social and emotional well-being as they should be. However, I wanted to put a bit more balance back, especially for FIFO, because that's just my thing. Um, that's all I've done. So it's, it's really good that everybody is now aware of the sacrifices you must make and how it can disrupt your life in you know, all sorts of ways if you're not prepared for it and all, all the challenges it presents. And I'm really, really glad that that's being spoken about 
but it seems now that mm. that's all that's been spoken about. So I'm trying to get the balance back because there's a lot of great stuff and a lot of reasons and a lot of people who are thriving in software and wouldn't do anything else and who are finding ways to make it all work and they love it. And it's like news. You know, you watch the news and it's all, you get hit in the face with all the tragedy, bang, 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 bang. And then for 20 seconds at the end, you get, oh, and you expect a puppy. And then they're gone. And <laughs> for me, that's a bit like, at the moment, um, all we keep hearing about is all, the, is all the, how it can screw you up. And it can. And we need to know that. And yes, there's a few good stories out there, but when it's in my little niche, which is FIFO, so I've started, I've made a whole series of, of little things that I'm putting just about in place in my particular manner at the moment, just starting to plant a few seeds. For instance, little posters and FIFO, like the acronym, um, oh, forming irreplaceable on-site friendships. So that's FIFO, like the acronym. Yeah, um, and then I other, like that. Yeah, and then other posters, so to help them, and you know, I've got this vision of we can work with charities or companies about getting up around um, wetnesses and in their rooms or whatever. But things like there's a picture of, of my t- uh, a teddy coming out of a suitcase half open and he goes, oh, that was a long flight. <laughs> and, and the thing says, it says on top, this is my bit of home I take for my donna, what's yours? And then another one says, and it's a picture of his nice family and walk on the beach at sunset, you know, and it says, take a happy memory with you in your bag and pull it out when you need it. And, and there's a whole series of them. Like, and there's another one of a dog, and he's sitting there, and he's looking all sad. He's got his little head on his paws, and it, and it says, how lucky are we that we have someone who misses us this much? And so I'm yeah. just trying to put some messages out there that, yes, you're away, but, you know, what can we do to try and make it better? Um, so there's a whole range of things like that that I'm working on at the moment as well. It, with those with oh. the emotional, social, and emotional well-being. They're awesome. They, I've seen them, and it's it's great to see it so visually as well. Mm. You know, like you say, there are a lot of people talking about all the bad side of things and how we have to all watch out for each other and this, that, and the other thing. But there are also people like yourself who are trying to find the positives, and that came up again in Kirsty's episodes mm-hmm. that. You know, there are a lot of people that love it and are thriving and surviving, as you say. And exactly. they worked through the differences for the family and the yep. what-ifs and, yep. Yep. you know, and that's her big thing is, okay, now let's sit down. And she's written a book about it, you know, yep. sit down and discuss how how are we going to make this work. Yes. Not, oh, shit, I hope this works and it might all go to crap because that's what a lot of what you hear about. But there are a lot of people who just love it and wouldn't do anything else in the world. Well, that's exactly right. I know plenty of them. Yeah, yeah. And and there is, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not downplaying the seriousness of of the byproducts of the lifestyle. Um, It can be horrific and it does take a toll and it really does. And so, but it doesn't mean that you can't find a way to you know, overcome all of those things, so mm. and make it work. It and even make it work, though. that's right. And even if it's just in little little bibs and bobs here and there, yeah. you know, yeah. find the little happy times and take notice of them because we don't even yeah. real we don't even notice them sometimes. No, no, no. That's right. You know, it's very very important. Lighten up, mate. <laughs> you Lighten laugh up. at yourself. That's <laughs> right. I said that to a lady. I was 
at my local hotel, the pub, the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a big uh, event for the Jag the Joker, and it went off, and sadly, I didn't win it. Oh, it did but off. the card that I would have picked, he didn't pick, so I'm kind of happy about <laughs> it because I wouldn't have won anyway because bottom left, bottom left, and no, it wasn't mine. Um, but I was talking to a lady there who'd been going through a few tough times, and and we had a big chat over a few beers, as you do, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, how about just trying to lighten up? Mm. It might help. Mm. And then she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, well, it's just always so hard all the time, you know, just oh, take some breaths and just lighten up a bit. And anyway, we were having a laugh and then we went in to get another drink because we were outside and I grabbed the door and it's a big glass door and I pulled it and I nearly re- I felt like I reefed it off the hinges. Yes. And she was behind me and I said, did you see how light that door was? <laughs> and we were both cracking up laughing and she gave me a big hug and said, thanks so much, I feel so much better. Yes. And, so, and you know, I need that sometimes too because I'm doing heaps with the podcast and, you know, 20 other things. That's right. But sometimes you just have to, we live now, we have to live in the present and just go, ah, oh, this is, you know, this is life, this is happening now yeah for sure and you know some people when they're going through sick things it's never as simple as oh you know just lighten up and that's not what we mean it's just it don't feel bad if you crack up laughing over nothing you know it's so guilty um you're allowed to be silly and laugh at yourself um so i laugh at myself all the time we had had yeah we had had you need to know we had had at least a one-hour massive in-depth conversation yes. before that. Yes. So yes. I wasn't just making light of no, it at all. No, But that's how the conversation ended. Yeah. And, yeah, she thanked me a couple of times throughout the night. So Yeah. I think it is, it is, it is well done and it is important. Sometimes it's a good release, you know, whether it's a cry or a yeah. laugh. It is a good release. Um, yeah. I know myself some days, well, I, made, I always make my mission on site to make sure I'm the, what do they call me? <laughs> People say, what do you do? Nothing. I'm just here for morale boosting and good looks. And that would be my standard answer, you know. And some people would I'd just walk <laughs> away then because people would think, my God, who's that? You know, that's just Drew. <laughs> and, but I would always make sure that I would, I'm always make sure that I'm happy, in, especially when I'm in a crowd in the morning and getting my crib. Even if I'm not happy, I forced myself to be. Like smile and say good day mm. to everybody, and instantly it changed the grumpiness I was feeling anyway. It went away because I was forcing myself to be. Most of the time, I really was feeling that way, but on the days I wasn't feeling that way because the music was on, I still made sure I did everything. And you could just see that it changed people around you. Um, some people got angry, but um, <laughs> it's not many. But you could just see they thought, oh, someone is happy here. <laughs> Yeah, and it could be maybe I could be too. Just walk along and give a big smile to someone as you're walking past them in the camp. Don't say a word. You know, that's it. And you've got no idea the difference that can make someone's day. Yeah, yeah. You don't intrude on their business. Just say, "How's going, mate? Buddy? Mm. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How you going, mate? I wonder how that's going to go for you over in Central America." Yes, I don't know what they say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't and wait to hear all about it in our next instalment. Yes, for sure. Yes, I'm a I'm, I'm little bit of trepidation, but mostly excitement. And um, I'm very, very excited to be working with Clive 
and of course, and to be going international again is outstanding. Um, but this is really to me because Canada was a bit of a cheat, I think, because it was way too similar. Although it was way different, at least they spoke English, and you know. But this will be a different country again, so it's very exciting. Canada gave you a good taste of what it's like to go overseas while still being in a little bit of comfort zone, like say at least they expose your language. (laughs) That's where I want to go first, there or England maybe. Oh, for sure. And just getting through customs and just international airports and just the whole thing, to do it in the place where they speak English first, it's not such a culture shock, even though it's still freaky. So I'm really glad the universe has allowed me to do that first and now I can... And this time I'm going with Clyde and possibly sometime in the future I, I may be going on my own. But at least the first time he can look after me. Where are we going now? <laughs> Eat better. What's he saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, he will. And you're going to have a blast. And I can't wait to get you back on for our third instalment and to hear all about it. And also to catch up with Clive. Yes. from GYC and I'll, I'll just mention for anyone who wants to just have a look for that website is uh, the letter G Y S T consulting.com yeah got the gist. Dot AU maybe I'm not sure you get the gist yeah but just the letters that yes and we, we should probably uh, probably send Clive a little note but we've said his name a thousand times you might want to listen to this one <laughs> he might want to approve first. He might want to approve <laughs> no. first. No, it's all good. We didn't oh. say this is bad. No, he loves us. I hope so. We'll be right. We think he does. <laughs> if he didn't, hello, Clive. Hi, Look Clive. after my sister. <laughs> he will. All right, we might end on that note. Yes. And do you think, is there anything else that you wanted to share or are you happy oh, with that? Oh, plenty, plenty. We got through quite a bit. Thank you so much. And before we go, I just want to say, <gasps> bragging rights, you getting such media attention. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Go ABC and all your interviews and everything that's going on. Keep it up, mate. You're <gasps> doing well. About time too. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I have been a well out of my comfort zone. and That's just the start. It's going to get bigger and better, mate, so be prepared. Be prepared. Speaking of ABC, but well done, you very, very proud, Brad, and like, keep it up. Um, that Man Up series, wanted to give a big plug for Man Up, it's called, um, on yep. the ABC. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, and make some instruction were on there the other day, so that was really good. Um, but very good show when it comes to, you know, guys and how they're trying to look out for each other, so it's a good show. Yeah, and that always goes a long way, especially in our industries that we work with so much and speak to now. (laughs) Okay, thanks, Blister. Thank you, Blister. Thanks so much for your time and you keep up your great work. We all love you and um, I'm very, very proud of you. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. Oh, we we rock. We rock. We are rock. We are women in (laughs) clothing. Okay. Love you, Blister. All the links we discussed in this episode are at madmumsy.com forward slash beers 25. That's madmumsy with a Z or a Z, depending where you're from, and the number 25. And it's mumsy, M-U-M-Z-I-E, in case you weren't too sure. Be sure to search for Beers with a Minor in your favourite podcast app and subscribe so you don't miss a thing, or just head to madmumsy.com forward slash beers 
where you can subscribe right there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, stay safe, be real, be special, and have fun. For we only live once, and we only have one dog wanting to play once. <laughs> oh, cheers. <laughs>